Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking with Adam Forfaro, James Yu, and Lulu Yang to talk about the Rise and Shine program happening at the Light on the Hill, a church up on the hill in the north part of Richmond Hill. Welcome. Hi, my name is Lulu. I am the office manager in Light on the Hill Church. I'm James. I'm the church pastor. Hi, Marge. Thanks for having us. I'm the executive oh. director. Okay. Well, thank you, Adam, Lulu, and James for joining me. Can you just tell me, all three of you, a little more about yourself? Like, Lulu, you said you're office manager. I bet you there's a lot more than office manager to you. So, uh, you know, how long have you been at the church and what else do you do there? Uh, just almost one year. Okay. And James, how long have you been at the uh, church for? I've been here... Like this is fourth years. I will say three years already. Okay, very and good. And as a church pastor, yeah, this is my fourth year. Very good. Okay. And Adam, you have been with the church for a long time. I, I just, you keep popping up. So what's your history with the church? Yeah, I came here in uh, 2004 as a congregant. And I was here as a congregant until 2012. I um, went to Alberta for four years as the executive director for a not-for-profit um, company called Rosebud Center of the Arts, which was a school for uh, post-secondary theater, two professional theater companies, restaurant, a very small community with about 40,000 visitors a year. And so I, I did work, and my background is in theater and in mm. um, not-for-profit theater and for commercial theater. And so when I came back, I came back as the executive director in 2016, and I've been here since November of 2016. Quite a while, so very good. Okay, let us start before we uh, talking about the church and its property. I've driven by it since I've lived in Richmond Hill for over 30 years, thousands of times. Uh, but can you tell me about the church and its, its quite expansive property? Then we'll talk about this special program that you have. But can you guys talk about the church? Yeah, I think well, most people have seen it as they travel either north or south on Young Street. or right off of Young Street, just north of Jefferson Side Road and south of Stouffville Side Road. And it's that little red church on the right-hand side on a very large property, which also includes a um, large piece of green space on the south side and the north side, a cemetery in the back. Um a community garden and greenhouse and a rectory property is about, I think it's about 10 um, square acres in total. Mm. And we stretch all the way to the corner property in um, on Stouffville Side Road, just before Stouffville Side Road, and over to the temple that's right to the south of us towards mm. Summit Golf Club. It's a wonderful, wonderful facility. It's 175 years old. We just celebrated 175th birthday uh, last June, and um, it's been really stewarded well and carried forward well over those years. The people who have taken care of this property over the years have been amazing. The church is in really good shape. It's a historical structure. 
clearly. And uh, they've added a number of things. One is this office that I'm in right now, which was a choir room on the west, on the south side. And then on the north side, they added an upper hall and lower hall. And each of those seat about 100 people. Uh, the upper hall is designed in such a way that it has uh, comfortable um, couches and chairs and meeting space. Um, and downstairs is more of a gymnatorium where we have other ser services. And so, yeah, big piece of property. And, and through COVID, we've realized how much we weren't using this property ourselves and even before that. So one of the things we've been trying to do, Marge, is to um, share this with the local community and become more of a community center as much as we are a church. So right now we have five uh, different services in here on Sunday. We have uh, our own Sunday service in English. We have James's, James's um, service in Mandarin. Uh, we have an Egyptian service, um, Mediterranean service, as we'll call it. It's also in English. And then we have an Iranian service in Persian. And there's another Chinese Alliance Church service later in the afternoon. So it's a busy place. We have um, tutors in here educating. We have summer camps going on. Uh, we have all kinds of activities throughout the week. And it is kind of a gathering space. It has become more of a gathering space, not just a local church. Very nice. I had no idea so much was happening up there. So that's that's good to know. Okay. Uh, your church is called Light on the Hill, St. John, the Baptist Church, Community Church. Are you a Baptist church, a community church? Is there a larger organization that you're part of? I want to answer this question. Uh, mm -hmm. There might be some misunderstanding here, actually. Uh, in the Bible, St. John the Baptist is an individual, is a person. He's Jesus' cousin and who baptized Jesus. So we see ourselves as a community church serving the Jefferson community. Our mission is to, en to enable our neighbors to know Jesus, believe in him, and follow him. And certainly as a church of Jesus, we belong to a tradition of universal Christianity. Okay, thank you. So you are not a Baptist church. Okay, that answers that. Or formally, we're part of the Anglican Diocese of Toronto. So we are actually an Anglican church, um, many times in disguise because we don't do things. Uh, it's not a high Anglican church. It's very Mm -hmm. um, low Anglican and very community and family oriented. So uh, what people might expect of an Anglican church, they probably would not see here. I like to put churches in different categories and you may not fit. So, okay. <laughs> but you're definitely not in the category under Baptist church. Okay. Thank you for that. I believe that music is an integral part of your church as it is in many churches. And you've got a band, and you like have all the equipment, like a soundboard, drums, keyboard. Can you yeah. tell me about that? Sure. Um, we've got a great physical resource here, and, and uh, some of the leaders, and just after we passed 2000, uh, 2005, decided it was going to be important to stick, um, stick with technology and make sure that we're um, front and center and knowing what we're doing and having the stuff in place that we need. And we, were, we have great... We had great uh, human resources as well to help us do that. A lot of people involved um, from electricians to sound designers and musicians. We've had a lot of musicians and uh, theater people come through this church. So yeah, band has been very important. It is a 
contemporary worship band. We do a lot of old hymns in new ways, but we do mostly contemporary worship. Uh, at one point, we had band members to about 25 people here, including a young youth band that we had uh, raised from six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds all the way till they left for university. So it's been um, a huge part of our culture here. Music has been, as have been theatrical productions and uh, any kind of creative arts. We've done a lot of visual art here. We've had uh, um, culinary arts here. It's a very um, creative, Christian-minded art source, as well mm -hmm. as being um, the hub of our, our faith community. Okay. So do you play an instrument, Adam? Yeah, I, I led a band for a long time, actually. I play guitar, okay. mm -hmm. and I play bass, and I sing a little bit if I have to. Okay. Um, so I yeah I was I've been involved with the band here for my entire time here. My wife was involved as well. My kids have been involved. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter Lily took over as a worship leader for a long time. They're both gone past university and in mm -hmm. a way now we have new leaders here. But um, we have also a very great professional musician. His name is Jerry Cringy, and he's been around the music scene in Toronto for fifty years, and he does a lot of our leading right now. And we have uh, guest worship leaders come in all the time. Uh, we've had some excellent concerts here, including Brian Dirk Dirksen and the Worship Project. And uh, yeah, we 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 are um, we share. We we spend a lot of time together, and uh, we enjoy our time together, either practicing or um, certainly in, in terms of being here on Sunday mornings. Very good. Okay, Lulu, do you play an instrument? Yeah, I play accordion. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I did not expect that answer. Okay, and I have to ask you too, James. Do you are you a musician of of any sort? Um, unfortunately, no. <laughs> no. Okay, I don't okay. play any music. Okay, but I'm Lulu, sure you appreciate it. No, Lulu is leading a, a lot of the worship too with um, our, our Chinese seniors group, our Mandarin speaking seniors group, and she's involved with uh, helping the worship player. And mm -hmm. helping the choir there, and she's also involved with um, doing music with the Rise and Shine program. Okay, very nice. I've been asking this question to people from the churches, the music directors, the pastors, ministers. Uh, you know, how do you describe the importance of music for a church? Well, my background in theater is I've always understood the musical form uh, to be an interesting one, which some people love and some people don't love um, in terms of storytelling. Music is um, in theater when words won't do, um, music fills in those holes and elevates the emotion and elevates the uh, storyline. Mm. And I don't think it's dissimilar in church. I think yeah. it is interesting because a lot of times you'll go to a church and you'll know all these hymns and you'll You'll know these songs and you'll sing by rote and they're chosen in advance and they're all scheduled three years in advance in the church calendar. Uh, we approach music very differently. We do something each week, which is called our worship story. And we take the scripture that is going to be read and taught. And um, when that's decided on in advance, maybe a year in advance or six months in advance or three months in advance, and we know the schedule. And then I take the um, that piece of scripture and that that's, that um, teaching that's going to happen. Say for this week, it's James. He's teaching. He'll tell me what he's teaching in the scripture. 
but I'll work my way backwards and I'll pick some other scripture in the Bible that supports from the New Testament and the Old, um, that scripture. And I will pick then songs that support that scripture and leads up to the story of the day and the, the component of the day, which is the, the basic sermon. Um, and what we try to do is tell a story from beginning to end that supports that and celebrates mm. and praises God and worships and praises Jesus and tells who he is and celebrates his life, but not willy-nilly, um, mm. very specific to what the component of the day is. That is very interesting. I don't think I ever thought about how things come together. So thank you very much for sort of enlightening you there. Okay, one last question about your space. Can it be rented out? I think you've you've talked about different groups coming in. Like very often I'm asked, uh, Marge, where can I have a concert? Where can I have a meeting, an event? So you're, you are open to uh, people coming uh, to use your space, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And now we've just added another space to our property as well. So um, first of all, if anybody's interested, they can contact Lulu to um, set you uh, in the right direction. But basically, if you want to uh, off, uh, you're doing a meeting or you're doing a meeting once a week or you're a community group that wants to use a facility, there's one structure and form that we use that, inquires, that, that requires insurance through the diocese. And it's not expensive. And then um, if you want to uh, be here on a more permanent basis, there's a licensing agreement that you do with us. And that's what our churches would do because mm -hmm. they're here every Sunday and they've been here for a while. So they have a license agreement with us through the Diocese of Toronto. And we have a set rate. So mm -hmm. we have structured rates here. And if anybody's interested, we have a daily rate. We have a half day rate, an hourly rate for each of our rooms. So we do rent our lower hall, our upper hall, our office space. Um, we rent a space in the back in the rectory that used to be the rectory. It's now a residence, and the people that are in that residence help take care of our property. Hmm. It also houses a, a therapist in the back and Talking Books Library, which is a um, for the hearing impaired, for the sight impaired, sorry. And they do talking books um, through there. We also have two more offices available. We have um, all kinds of space available for meetings, whether it's intruders and schools. And then the outdoor space that we have right now, we built the um, Henry Nowen Center for Worship and Prayer. And Henry Nowen is a theologian and writer who wrote 39 books and very well known. A bit of a thing, he's buried in this cemetery, mm -hmm. in our cemetery. And we've named, uh, he was involved with Large Daybreak for the end of yeah. his life and the rest of his career. And, um, and he wanted to be buried here. And so he's buried here in our cemetery so with the Henry Nowen Society, we've opened up the Henry Nowen uh, Society uh, Worship and Prayer Center in the back. And it's an outdoor space. It is an outdoor theater and music center. And it has all kinds of, um, it backs right onto the moraine. Mm. It's gorgeous. It's an open facility right beside our community garden. And it seats about 140, like if we had to be physically apart for COVID, mm -hmm. it's had about 140. You bring your own chairs. We have picnic tables. We have um, benches. And it's a gorgeous outdoor amphitheater, basically. And that's Ooh. also available for schools to use and for concerts, uh, for weddings. Uh, we do rent the chapel as well for weddings, but for outdoor okay. weddings, we mm -hmm. have a large green space, and we have that facility as well. 
Woo. Well, I am going to invite myself up to see your place because I'm now very curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read many of Henry Nowen's books, and this, this idea that you have a, a special place for him is uh, very, very nice. So thank you for that. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about the Rise and Shine program. You know, in, in reviewing the details on your website, it looks like it's lots of food, fun, and spiritual storytelling. Please elaborate. Uh, Rise and Shine is an exciting and enriching event for children up to the age of six and their parents and caregivers within our community. It's a free dropping playgroup, and we have our Rise and Shine Facebook, and we update every week. And our routine, just like uh, it begins at 9.30 a.m. with free play, our little ones have a playground of options, including a sandbox, crafts corner, reading area, puzzles, slides, blocks, toy cars, pretend play, and the various balls for the little ones to explore. So following this, our teacher will lead an exhausting Bible storytelling. After storytelling, it's a snack time, followed by a delightful music circle. Children love the music circle so much because it's featuring beloved children's song and uh, hymns. And then we have the crafts time and we have dozens of fun in crafts time. Such like this week, we made a Christmas tree. So prepare some acorns and the pom-poms for children to do the sensory stuff and to touch it, to feel it, and to make a crafts. It's very wonderful. Mm-hmm. And also, we embrace inclusivity with translators available in Mandarin, Korean, Vietnamese, and Italian, creating a very welcome environment for caregivers who may be new Im- immigrants here. And we also provide lunch, add-on soup and food are loved by everyone. And so Rise and Shine is, it's not just a, an event, it's a community building experience. We strive to create an environment where both children and caregivers find companionship and joy here and fostering a true sense of our community. Woo, that is very nice. Now, the kids sound like they have lots of fun. Now, mothers, caregivers, fathers, they do they stay? Yeah, they stay here and they have chat with each other. Okay. Because sometimes, like me, I have three kids, but sometimes I just focus on my children. You know, I don't have friends, but this time it's an opportunity for us to make friends each other, to chat our education, our life. Yes, I, I'm a parent of five, so I know very oh well <laughs> that you need to... I wish I had that, knew about that when I was... Oh. having my five little ones so yeah lulu is ece trained and the rest of the people that are volunteers from our church and outside of our church now okay um, so we have lots of help um, any given day yeah. and we also besides wednesday mornings from 9 30 to 11 30 we are doing five special events on saturdays during the year so all those kids and their siblings and their parents and their grandparents can come we're having a first one this year on this uh this saturday December sixteenth, yes, yep. And uh, we're having a Christmas party, and I think we've got about 45, 50 people coming to that one already. Very nice. And is it still open to other people to come? Okay. Yeah, just contact Lulu. Yeah. Okay, I will put her email in the podcast notes, and I may drop in because I am very curious now, even more so than I was a few <laughs> days ago after talking to you. 
So want to wander around the property. Okay. Um, now, how was the decision to uh, have this Rise and Shine program? Like, what what prompted it? Well, it was a pretty easy one, uh, Marge. We, we we did this prior to COVID. Hmm. And at its height, we probably had 20, 25 kids every Wednesday. And mm-hmm. it kind of grew um, over 2017 to 2020. And uh, a lot of times these things grow kind of organically because we have people in our community who have kids who want to do something with them and they take care of the program as we go on. So through COVID, we had to stop that clearly. Mm-hmm. And when James and uh, Lulu came back with their kids, uh, came into the church, there wasn't really anything for kids to do. So when Lulu first came on board, I talked to her about her background and said, is this something you'd be interested in? And then they went and had twins and uh, they're uh, ready to go out and do some other stuff now. And so we decided that it would be a good good opportunity. So I approached the Diocese. The Diocese of Toronto has a new, had a new grant in this last year called Cast and Learn. And the Cast and Learn grant is to try new things within a community and learn about it and then help other churches if it works to tell them how it worked. If it doesn't work, to tell them how it didn't work. So there we were very aware of our program before. And this time we realized through COVID, we lost probably 120 people. A lot of those people were members of our Mandarin speaking community. And a lot of them were by Persians um, community, a Farsi speaking community, because there wasn't a lot of ties that bound us all together at that time. We had grown and grown and grown to a church of about 150. And then um, a lot of these people um, moved away, uh, went to other churches, didn't come back. The kids grew up, went to school. So we were starting fresh again. We went back to the diocese and said, hey, we'd like to do this with a focus on all the different um, multicultural aspects of this specific community in Richmond Hill. So Oak Ridges has a large Mandarin and uh, um, Parsi speaking community. And we decided that would be our focus and trying to see if we can introduce people to Rise and Shine so that we can introduce them to the church and the facility and the community center. And if they were interested to introduce them to Christianity, but that's not the push of this. Um, we believe in the structure of get to know us, get to like us, get to trust us, and then let us teach yeah. you yeah. a little bit about what we want to teach you about. So it's a very slow process. And Rise and Shine is also kind of a, there's something in the um, in the Anglican church that started in England and it's become very popular. It's called Messy Church. And it's a very different style of church. It happens like late afternoons. Uh, kids will come and play with one of their parents or their caregivers. Parents will join. They have dinner together and they do a teaching and some music. And that's this phenomenon called Messy Church was, it was quite popular and is quite popular before COVID. And we wanted to reintroduce that in a new style. So this is our form of messy church. Only it happens on a Wednesday morning or a Saturday afternoon. Okay. I well, like the phrase. Grant. We got a great graph in the diocese. Okay, good. That's that that helps. I knew that makes sense. I love the phrase messy church. I just I like that. And uh, I really see what you're doing is giving uh, an opportunity for people to see uh, to f- discover Christianity because if you had not been involved, uh, it's can be very difficult to open that yeah. door and and explore. So I am very glad to hear that you're doing all those programs and uh, mm-hmm. helping out young families. Because oh, speaking from experience, it is needed. Okay. Lulu may have more to add to that because she she um, 
when I asked her if she was interested, she said yes right away. So I just, I think this is in her wheelhouse. Uh huh. So very good. Okay, you've talked a little bit about uh, the cultural diversity of Richmond Hill. Uh, and really how light on the hill your church has really embraced it. So um, do you want to talk any more about the sort of our diversity? I think I see it both as um, an asset, as something we should be really proud of, but it's also a challenge. Uh, Absolutely. I think uh, our church uh, stands out for its diverse congregation. We welcome uh, people from different places. Like we have congregation from Asia, Middle East, Africa, and beyond. And every Sunday, as you know, so we have we have different services, right? And but we get together to worship as one church, one body of Christ, and breaking down all barriers and showcasing the greatness of our God. It is truly a testament to the unity and the inclusivity we value. And because because of that, uh, our congregation share uh, one common faith in Jesus, uniting us as one big family. Our shared faith in Jesus is the foundation of our church community. So, yeah. 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 We have a big family. Here's a great example, Marge, on uh, Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it'll be Christmas Eve on the 24th. We're having our Christmas Eve service in the morning at 11 o'clock. Yeah. But in that service in itself, we're having our own service. There'll be people from the Iranian church, which is the glorious church of Jesus Christ. There'll be people from the Egyptian church, which is the great doctor church. There'll be James's church, uh, Fuyin. Um, we'll be singing in English. We'll be singing in Mandarin. We have a children's choir. It's also a Mandarin children's choir that's here. Um, we'll be sharing food, and we often share food and lunches and dinners together, have outdoor services together. We do a lot of that, um, and and people feel comfortable going from one service to another if they need to, and if they can't be at one, then they're comfortable. We also have a great relationship with another church that was here, New Wine Church, which is a covenant church, and it's now in... Um, uh, new market, but it was a church plant here up until last year. So we do a lot of joint services mm. with other churches as well. And we want, even in our own service, we probably have people from 10 countries in our own church Sunday morning. But we, we try to we try to join up together whenever we can. I like that. Now do you have a big map of the world someplace in the church? <laughs> I think you need <laughs> maybe we should paint one on our, yeah. our, our floor, our mural. Yeah. yeah. Where are you? Where's your family from? So, yeah, so good. I, I, I think it's so important. Uh, you know, if something happens in the world, you don't see it as the other when you've actually worshipped, you've come together, you've eaten together, your kids have played together. Uh, it, it is a different experience. So, yeah, um, and I, I recognize uh, that it really is something that we need to consciously work at is to bring uh the diverse groups together and it sounds like you guys are doing a great job as a church and this rise and shine program so yeah um okay before i ask you if you have any more questions or anything to add i have a question for you okay i saw on your website part of your mission statement 
is to be the salt and light of our community. I've heard that phrase before, but I don't know what it really means. So please enlighten me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Becoming salt and light is a teaching from Jesus in Bible uh, found in Matthew 5, uh, known as Sermon on Mount, to be light and salt. Uh, as Christian, being salt on one hand means uh, holding unto our faith, stand fastly, with our faith in Jesus, enduring through time. And on the other hand, it also called us uh, to be peacemaker, promoting harmony and working towards reconciliation among people. And being light means uh, bringing truth and hope to those among us, shine the gospel of Jesus' wisdom. Uh, through our action, we aim to make them uh, know the Almighty God. And also being light doesn't mean that we are the source of light, not like the sun, instead like the moon, to be like the moon, reflecting light in the darkness and helping others to see the greatness of God through our action. So that is, I think, a meaning of the salt and light. And where our name comes from now, um, why we why we rebranded, and that's a weird thing to say for church, but mm -hmm. as your question before was, St. John the Baptist Anglican Church is a confusing title for those who don't know. I mean, are you Anglican? Are you Baptist? What kind of church are you? You call yourself a community church. So in 2017, we had this notion of rebranding that came through a lot of thought and prayer and um, looking for what our meaning was. And, you know, about 150 years ago, as I was looking through some history books, um, the town of Richmond Hill called this place the light on the hill because it was the only thing up here in this area. There was no, you know, all this, you know, bridges here where all this community now exists. There was nothing. And you, as you know, Lake Wilcox and Lake Bond Lake were cottage country. Mm -hmm. at one point with the rail cars coming up here and so we would been known for years and years as the light on the hill and uh, as i found this out i realized man we are the light on the hill and we need mm -hmm. to reflect that a little bit more and we need to open our doors and we need to be the reflection of jesus in this community so we literally and figuratively opened our doors to anybody in the community we lit up the church with outdoor lights we lit up the church with indoor lights and we are a beacon on the hill, and that's kind of where we, we've come back to some roots here. And that's why we've slowly gone into light on the hill, because we, we believe it's accessible. And, and certainly with Matthew 5, it says, be salt, add the good stuff, mm -hmm. um, make things better, and be light, and um, help shine the light on where it, should, where it should go. And that's what James is saying there. So we're, mm -hmm. we're kind of living back into our old roots. Okay, I like that. I do paper. A lot of attention to the history of Richmond Hill, and I've never heard that idea. I feel like, yeah, maybe you put lots of lights. Maybe you can put like a lighthouse or something on there as well. So it's a... That's what our service is called on Sunday mornings, lighthouse. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Okay. Uh, anything you would like to add, all the three of you? Um, some closing comments? Uh, we have exciting plans for the upcoming years, including special activities for Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Thanksgiving, and more. 
So our goal is to so our our goal is to draw in more children and their families to our church and building a strong sense of a community and spiritual connection. So expected. Okay, so you want to know lots of the little ones in town. I like that. So and please keep me in touch, and I would love to be promoting、uh, them on on Richmond Hill. So thank you for that,、uh, James. Anything you'd like to add? Oh yeah,、uh, I will say if you come to our church. You may like Adam soup. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Kind of thing now. Yeah. I think the only thing to know is we're、uh, open, and、yeah. um, we we love to see people, and we do not care where you're from, or where you where you came from, where you're going.、Uh, we'll meet you where you are right now.、Um, the facility is open. We have also. Things we didn't talk about. We have an open cupboard. We have an in-house food pantry, which people come and、um, mm. our people donate food. Other people come and、yeah. take food as they need it.、Uh, we do lots of service for、um, this year. We did、uh, Thanksgiving food drive. We did the Christmas shoe boxes. So、um, we're we're we try to be as non-denominational as we can. And、mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where your background is or where you're from. It actually doesn't matter where your faith is. Whether you're Christian or not, we want to know you. We want to meet you. We want you to come here.、Um, we're a lot like ice cream. We might have all, all of our different flavors, but、uh, we're still ice cream. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's get together. There's lots of space here too. We have lots of availability, and even though all these things are going on, it's a big place. And if you're in need, we have、uh, we have the resource. We have the human, physical, and financial resource to give you some help. Okay, that is so good to know. Like, I, I feel good knowing that. So, thank you. And I will make a point of coming up to to see you and、uh, popping into a, a service. And but I don't understand any other language but English. So, yeah, it's, it's okay. That's okay. Okay, I do end all podcasts with asking guests' response to this one question to name one thing they really like about this community. I'm going to start with you, Lulu. What's one thing you really like about our community? I think it's Jesus' love, especially in our church.、Um, a lot of people come from different country, and we have different culture, but we still help out, help each other, and support each other. It's very inclusive. It's not for us. It's from Jesus' love. Okay, very nice, James. Well, Lulu just said what I want to say, and、okay. uh, <laughs> I want to say food. We have lot of fruits, and and also we have different events about food every year and maybe every season. So we do potlucks and、mm. invite people to bring their different fruits to share. And I will say that is a good community.、Mm-hmm. So、yeah. I will say food and food.、Uh, chatting、okay. community. Very good. That and... that reflects that reflects what goes on in Richmond Hill totally. I mean,、mm-hmm. Yes. So. Big celebration of multiculturalism and food throughout Richmond Hill. Yeah.、Um, one of the things I'll say, Marge, is we moved up here from Toronto in 2001. My family was very young, and my wife and I decided to move up here, and we moved to Oak Ridges, and we liked Oak Ridges、uh, because it was very small and we felt at home.、And、one thing I learned very quickly in 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 this area of Richmond Hill was that you can go into the grocery store and. The hair place and the corner store and the gas station, and you get to know people, and you get to know who they are, and you get to know their names, and you get a chance to talk. 
And even though uh, Oak Ridges has grown significantly in those these last 20 years, there's still that sense of community. And I, I sense that wherever you are in Richmond Hill. Yeah. Um, Richmond Hill itself is a great community, but there are pockets which you can say that are your community that you go to. Mm-hmm. And Oak Ridges is that for us. Like we can just walk into any store and pretty much know the people that are there and connect with them and have a shorthand with them. And that's what I love about this place. Yeah. Very good. I, I like that. Yeah. We need, we need that. We need to have that connection and, and feeling almost a sense of belonging. So thank you for saying that. I will put information in the podcast notes about uh, how to get in touch with you, your website and such. So uh, uh, keep uh, letting us know what the great things you're doing up at the Light of the Hill, John the Baptist Church. And I'll just call you Light on the Hill. And that's where I'll file you. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I feel better knowing more about what is happening at your church. Thanks for the time, Mark. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marge, M-A-R-J, at margeandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected. <laughs>